Talia Full Tilt. I am Talia Ginsberg. Uh, so at my desk at work, I have a riddle dispenser, which is a fancy way of saying a Ziploc bag that I fill with riddles. So at people's convenience, they can walk by and read a riddle. How fun is that? So obviously I've become a bit of a riddle connoisseur. So uh, today I wanted to share with you my favorite riddle that I've come across. Okay, what is the difference between a well-dressed man on a bicycle and a poorly dressed man on a unicycle? I'll say it again. What is the difference between a well-dressed man on a bicycle and a poorly dressed man on a unicycle? Three, two, one, attire. As in A-T-T-I-R-E. Love that riddle. Okay, now that that fun stuff, woo, check off our list. We're gonna get to the focal part of this story, which is my mom. So my mom, she's super creative, uh, extremely independent, and she's she's just ultra mom. Uh, like time and time again, she goes to frankly absurd lengths to make me happy. And if you think I'm being dramatic, uh, why don't you listen to the following story and, and you tell me. So in case you are only listening, what you're missing is besides me, I have a beautiful stuffed animal. Uh, when I was a kid, one time when my dad came back from a work trip, he brought back home Boris. Uh, well, I named him Boris as children name their stuffed animals. And he's a tiger, but he's got real character. Most notably, he has these very unique eyeballs. And this is important detail to the story because most stuffed animals, they have kind those black beads, right? Okay, so another important detail to the story is I have two dogs, Flint and Echo. They are the cutest dogs in the world. And uh, the story actually takes place pre-Echo's existence, uh, really early on into us adopting Flint. So he was a little puppy, still chewing, that chewing phase on everything. And uh, one day he chewed one of the eyeballs off of Boris and I was devastated. I really was, but my mom, solutions driven uh so she first she calls a doll doctor which if you're not familiar they can fix your broken dolls or they have like parts or missing or broken parts uh and you know they went to undergrad med school residency so it is it's very legitimate stuff uh so she called a doll doctor and unfortunately there was no match but then my mom got thinking and in her exact words if it went in it has to come out so she intentionally doesn't walk flint and she waits and she waits and eventually he asks to go outside and my mom knows, oh, it's go time. So she follows him and Flint poops. And my mom, she takes a hose and on low intensity, she sprays Flint's poop. Uh, then she takes two sticks and she digs through the poop and voila, there is the eyeball. Uh, so she takes the eyeball uh, with gloves, by the way, because my mom has boundaries. If she's gonna be rifling through poop, it's gonna be with sticks and it's gonna be with a glove. Thank you very much. Uh, so she takes the eyeball, she goes inside to the bathroom and she's washing it in the sink when she thinks to herself, how funny would it be if after all of that, I accidentally dropped the eyeball down the sink? Oh, oopsie, curse splash, she does. So at this point, after all that, you think like everyone else in the world would be, you know what, this wasn't meant to be, tough cookies but my mom's solutions driven. So she gets her toolkit, she puts a bucket under the sink, opens the pipes, there's the eyeball, and puts Boris back together again. Shout out to my mom, truly. <laughs> uh, so here are a couple of my favorite parts of this story. So number one, uh, I asked my mom permission to tell this story, and not only did she say yes, but she walked me through a step-by-step sequence of events while I wrote it down on paper. So also detail-orientated, add that to the list. Uh, the second favorite detail of this is you're probably hearing this and going, oh, Talia, you really care about your stuffed animals. Like, what were you, five? Were you six? I was 
fully 13 years old when this happened. And I know this because somewhere halfway through middle school, I had switched schools to this very big public school. And you know, that's kind of the age where people, kids are very insecure, so there's kind of high conformity. Of, and with all the love towards my past younger self, I was such a weird kid. I remember my first week at that new school, I wore a top hat that I covered in buttons. So, you know, really flying under the radar. Uh, but in my English class, I wrote about this and I read it aloud to everyone. Uh, so I was proud, I really was. I will say, I, like growing up as an eccentric kid, I mean, there's so many things I'm grateful to my parents too, but definitely uh, that, because I wasn't exactly like rolling in friends, but they always fully supported whatever artistic endeavor or like weird project I was working on. Uh, not only that, but I think something really great they did, which uh, my brother and I are super close. And I think a big reason for that is they supported both of us despite our differences. Uh, well, my brother and I, we have some overlap. Like we're both very outgoing. I think we have like the same sense of humor, uh, but for an example, he's very science, he's great at science, great at math. So like career-wise, uh, there's differences. But despite that, like, you know, we all went and went to go watch his water polo games and they would all come and see my theater production. So uh, I think that's really great. And, um, and I try to do that towards my dogs too. I'm so interested in nature versus nurture because my dogs, same household, same family, but super different. So Flint, my brother describes it perfectly once. He said, Flint is bashful. He's like the sweetest, just like wants to be cuddled all the time, quirky. And then Echo, she's like this super confident. I think she might think that she's a human. Like if we have guests over, she will sit in a chair like on like a human being and she'll look at people while they talk like she's fully following the conversation. Uh, I love them both so much. I love my family. Uh, yeah, it's, oh, you want, here's a fun dog fact. So when I was in college, I took a science class called Animal Behavior, and we watched some video about dogs where they played for humans, so they were just listening to headphones. Uh, I like this said human, like I'm not a human, those are earthlings. Um, they played them different sounds of dogs barking and it was either like with 100% accuracy or near 100% accuracy that humans could uh, decipher whether it was a dog asking to play, a dog uh, expressing happiness, expressing needing to go to the bathroom, like whatever. And I was like, how interesting is that? Like just the evolution of human and dogs and the connection. Yes, okay. <laughs> you know me guys, I told you, the science that you're gonna be hearing in this show is astronomical. Okay. Thank you so much for listening, watching, etc. And I'll see you next time. Bye.